Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You are back with the Hell West Virginia podcast. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt, and Jeremy Phoenix, J.N. Fiend, the Raspy Voice Kids, RVK, all day. We're going to recap the weekend. We're going to talk about why Texas Tech should just quit, and we're going to give you a little pop culture. As always, it's going to be dope. Glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Oh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't add that ODU had the biggest upset of the season, and it doesn't hurt that it was against the Hokies. North Carolina, a garbage football team in a garbage conference, beat the bottom of the barrel out of the Pitt Panthers. Lowercase p, never capitalized their name. It was a great weekend. But yeah, back to the show. By the way, Jeremy, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly. I just don't like him. Brandon, I listened to that. Same, I had, I had the exact same feelings before, but when I saw the interview, he's here's the thing. He's trying so hard. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm looking at the screen. You froze up a little bit. Um, he's trying so hard to act cool. and it, But here's the thing. What else do you want him to do? He has to play it this way. It's just so, it's so fake. Below. So, Yo. And we're just talking about Rap Devil and uh, Kill Shot because I just watched MGK's interview on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And uh, uh, you thought you thought Rap Devil was fire? Yeah. Man, I feel, like, I feel like I'm the only dude. I just thought it was mediocre. Like, it didn't do anything for me. Uh, I mean, he says he wrote it in, t- in two days. Liar. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say... Brandon, Brandon, Brandon can almost be on his pop pop culture with us too. Let's I mean, do it. Let's just keep doing it. All right. So what do you say? Uh, let's let's hear Brandon. Jeremy, call, you said he said he wrote no, it no, two no, days. Wait, wait, wait. If he wants to be associated with Rap Devil and Kill Shot on his show, I mean, he's a public figure, Brandon. You, you, gotta, hey, you willing to be in this conversation? I'm not worried about that. All right. I'm not worried about the public public figure thing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. So today, this is Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pitt. With Jeremy J. N. Fiend Phoenix, you're in with the Hale West Virginia podcast. We are joined finally by Brandon Lowe from the Brandon Lowe Show. Brandon, thank you for joining the Raspy Voice Kids today, son. Yeah, man. Thank you. I uh, love you guys. I uh, love the show. You guys, I saw you guys on Creedy's show. I don't even watch Creedy's show, um, but because you guys were on it, and that was, you guys were probably the coolest guests he's had in probably, what, 25 years? So, uh, hey, you guys were great. <laughs> hey, man, don't get us in trouble, man. But thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Hey, you know, he had Mike Gansey on Thursday night. I told him when we got off the air, because he announced it at the end of the show, he's like, we'll have Mike Gansey tomorrow. I said, like, Tony, you let me pick any day I wanted, and then you let me pick a day where Mike Gansey wasn't here. I mean, I love the Big 12 officials and whatnot, but come on now. That's yeah, Gansey. That's Mike that's Gansey. Gansey. 
By the way, every time every time I think about Brandon Lowe, for some reason my head just goes, Brandon Lowe, no, 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 no. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so Jeremy's bringing in hip hop. So why don't we talk about what's happening in hip hop right now? Now, I just am an art kind of like, no, I don't want to say connoisseur. I, I like to consume art at its highest level. For me, food is that way. For me, scotch is that way. Radio, music, all of that kind of thing. And rap music is an artistry, even though so many people think it's not. And at its greatest form, in my opinion, is storytelling followed very closely by beefs, rap beefs, diss tracks. And right now we've got a hot one with Rap Devil from Machine Gun Kelly, which was a response to shots from Eminem. And finally, Eminem comes back with his retort and kill shot. So many people have strong feelings and opinions. There's no question Eminem is the greatest compared to MGK. There's no question about that. Even MGK doesn't dispute that. But is Rap Devil better than Killshot? What do you think, B-Lo? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we were talking. I mean, I, he says he wrote in two days. I don't think he wrote in two days. Liar! Dude is a straight-up liar. He had a co-writer, Sorry. too. Um, yeah, he had a co-writer. Uh, and then he claims he, has, he still has another one to come back to the Killshot, which he said he put it back in. I think he put it back in for a reason because, you know, Eminem – um, you know, he's like one of the last MCs. I mean, uh, rap has become, as he says, kind of mumble rap. It's it used to be about spitting bars and and actually, you know, making sense of what. I mean, I don't. I, I'm old, so I don't even know what uh, this music is anymore. Um, <laughs> but I think, but I think the MGK thing, if it did anything, it brought out the old Eminem because Eminem's kind of lost himself on the radio and, and doing pop songs. MGK's done the same thing, so. If anything, it, it brought out the old Eminem. So, I mean, I'll, you got to give MGK credit for that. I thought it was fire. I like the, I like the track, but I think Eminem ultimately is 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 better. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Is his is better? It's because he's better. That's all it comes down to. Eminem's the better rapper. So, um, and, I, I like I like it though. I like the fire. And I hate to cut you off, and I, I'm sorry to interject. Dude did not write that song in two days. Dude has been sitting on <laughs> no, that. No, he said, Jeremy, he said, Jeremy, he said he wrote that song, video and all, in four hours. He may have added some lines <laughs> in four, four hours. He's been ready with that. And here's the truth. I heard Rap Devil, and I thought it was sick. I thought he had some good lines. It was well played. Everybody talks about how lyrically it's probably the best thing he's ever done. I remember before um, – uh, Killshot came out, I was thinking to myself, there's nothing Eminem can really do or say that's really going to appease the, the crowd. And when I first heard it, I liked it. I didn't love it. I felt Rap Devil was a little better. When they started going back and breaking, go YouTube it. YouTube it, you haven't seen it. They break down lines that you'd even know meant, like everything he says is so deep with 12 different meanings. There is no question after you re- review it, after you let it marinate a little bit, there's no question who won this. And, and, and the interview on the Breakfast Club is what sealed the deal, and I was like, "Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely got him." Dude, he looks like he looks like he's sad, isn't he? MGK, do you when you watch the interview, this he, dude's got some he some looks, issues. He looks. I don't know. I don't know if he looks sad or if he just looks like he's trying. And that's the hard Too part. Hard, yeah. Now, now we now we've all interviewed people. Like you've interviewed people. We've interviewed people, and then you meet them. You're like they're different than their like personality, their, their persona, yeah. right? So yeah, I don't, I don't know what MGK is like in, in real life. I never met the dude. But when I see him, he comes across like young Kobe who's just trying to be Jordan. That's what I see yeah. when I see MGK. Yeah. He seems like young Kobe trying to be Jordan. He's wearing the same number. He's got his haircut. He's got the – I mean, and so and, – and he will tell you, like like he said, of course he looked up to Eminem because th- their lives and their, their backgrounds and their stories match so much. 
That said, just pure hip hop, just straight bars. I heard killed. I heard a uh, rap devil, and I thought, eh, this is mediocre. Like for I me, know that. that's crazy. It's you crazy can't, you shoot. can't get on a record dissing somebody and say multiple times they're the goat. Like you yeah, ever heard yeah. somebody? You think sure. Michael Jordan ever talked trash to somebody? Said, like, Yo, Larry Bird, you the goat, but. No, there's no yeah. you goat butt. <laughs> if you dissing somebody, you dissing somebody. Diss them. Diss them. You just said the nice stuff throughout the years in the tweets, in your interviews. You just said the nice stuff. We're not here for the nice stuff. You coming with nice stuff. Biggie, what did what did Tupac say and hit him up that was nice about Biggie? What did Nas say that was nice about Jay-Z no. and Ether? Right? What did LL Cool J say nice about cannabis in The Ripper Strikes Back? Nothing. Yeah, I'll hey, let me just say this though. Uh I will say this. Um MGK has been I mean, I used to listen to his his little mixtapes or whatever before, you know, Diddy grabbed him up and and brought him the bad boy. So this 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 cat has like spit bars for a while. I think I I think that mixtape actually or a song off that and he bragged about that and the interview went double platinum or whatever so yeah I, I mean he has been doing it out here it's just like I, see that's what i'm saying i'm only talking about rap devil versus kill yeah, because mgk yeah. now eminem said that mgk is a mumble rapper MG, mgk is not a mumble rapper mgk no. can actually rap i felt that way since wild boy the first, and that's just a, that was a that's a that's a radio record you know that's a party record mm-hmm. and i still thought he could actually rap but he has yeah. no business. He kept saying, I'm in this boxing ring by myself. I stepped in the boxing ring. I was like, yeah. And it was Michael Spinks versus Mike Tyson. That's what happened. That's what I was going to say. Who, 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 who was a receiver who said afterwards, I, I just want to thank my hands. Freddie, Freddie something. Oh, Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell. Remember Freddie Mitchell? This is Freddie Mitchell. coming <laughs> at Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. You sold, all right, you went double platinum on one? Come on now. Like I, I, I just wish he would have just said, "Yeah, I just really like to thank my hands when he was done," because that's who you are. Yeah, Stop. and the dude came up there with tape on his hands from some fight he allegedly had, and then yeah. didn't want to talk about it. If you didn't want to talk about yeah. it, don't wear the tape on your hands. I just don't like dudes like that. I just don't. Now, and granted, said, I don't know him. I, I'll said, say this repeatedly: I don't know him, and I, and I say that because I mean that. I'm not like I'm not like faking or trying to hedge my bets. I really don't know him. I'm just telling you the way he comes across to me is just faking and perpetrating. No, and, and then when they ask him, "What do you think about Killshot?" Man, that's that's a six. Like just his whole mannerisms, and I get it. You're in a big moment. You have to play this thing perfect in order for people to really respect you. But in the meantime, you're coming off as fake, and I just, I just, I didn't like the interview. And I, for me, it's kill shot all day. Eminem won. But that should be it. But his jacket was dope, though. His jacket was dope in the interview. <laughs> so, so fresh in the, in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shirt on. He was dope. I'm not kidding. But he was dope. Yeah, so yeah. I give him that. And I hope the best for him. But like I said, just pure art. I mean, to me, you said it's like Freddie Mitchell versus Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. The first thing I thought was like Jake Spavital versus uh, Jeff Jeff Mullins. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's it just wasn't no, that bad. No. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Hey, so, well, yeah, that's it. That's it for pop culture this week. If you guys have something you want to say, you want to add, you know, you hit us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Some of y'all got us got our phone number so you can hit us with those uh, texts. Corey Foggin, I know we had a good time this weekend, and I know that you loved Rap Devil, but you respect Killshot, so this one's a little bit for you. Just want to give you that little shout-out. Love that dude. Love that dude. Love that dude. B-Low, we appreciate you for this second. We're going to keep you on because we're going to do the review of Kansas State next. Rap me, boys! As always, the Hale West Virginia podcast is brought to you by Sandwich U, the king of the fat sandwich. I saw my boy Chris and George this weekend. Those dudes make dope sandwiches for dope dudes. They're in the stadium at Milan Pushkar. You got to go check them out. And if you don't get them there, 461 High Street, King of the Fat Sandwich. As always, we got that swill dog. They've got their new pumpkin flavor out for the fall. 
Because it's fall, y'all. Check out Swill Dog from Franklin, West Virginia, the finest hard cider in all of the world. Of course, we have Astorg Auto, the finest automotive dealer in all of West Virginia. When you want luxury, when you want to be taken care of and treated with respect and still ride in style, Astorg Auto of Charleston. Check out Jamie Spears. He's the man with the plan. And of course, we want to thank Shrinkables. Shrinkables! Get at us. All right. So we're on to the next segment. Kansas State was this past weekend. We were double-digit favorites. It was a big-time game as far as starting the conference play is concerned. And to actually see what you are against a Power 5 team when it matters, when you've got a little respect, when you're ranked in the top 15, and you're favored, which West Virginia does not typically do well. But fellas, and when I say fellas, I mean Jeremy, JN, Fiend Phoenix, and Brandon B. I'm calling, for today, I'm calling you B-Low. Brandon B-Low from the Brandon Lowe Show. How did you guys think we did with all those hype, with all that hype and those expectations, Brandon, you start first. I thought they delivered. I thought when the spread came out from Vegas, I thought they were out of their minds considering the last two contests. Uh, uh, sixteen, what seventeen to sixteen yeah. win there uh, last year, a five point win on the on the road. Um, so I thought, you know, the only two contests in this series uh, that was a blowout or even a big spread like that was the first two contests when West Virginia entered the Big Twelve back in twenty twelve, and then that bad four and eight season uh, the following year. So I thought the spread was, was lunacy really. And then your boy uh, Jeremy there came on the show last week. Ooh, me? And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you And you said, uh, what'd you say? You said 21 points or something like that. I, I said, went, we're going to win by what? 21 points. And I also said that we were going to shut them out. Yeah. And I said, what? And I, I remember thinking that and I'm like, man, there's no way this has got to be closer. I mean, I thought, I mean, I expected West Virginia to win. But I didn't think that it would be this type of performance, and they delivered. I mean, at one point, Kansas State was, what, 0 for 6 on third down? I yeah. think they finished yep. 3 for 14, something like that. I don't have the stats in front of me. 318 yards, I think, in offense. So, um, it, you know, we talk, they talk so much, the talking heads on a national level, about Oklahoma's defense being so, so improved. But, I mean, honestly, West Virginia's defense has to be the most improved defense in the Big 12 right now. I mean, we've seen a small sample size because we didn't see them take on the Finley Cat at NC State, which, you know, everybody's saying he's a first-round quarterback. Um, so we haven't really seen that secondary really be tested that much. We'll see that this week against Texas Tech. Of course, they got a young quarterback, but hats off to that defense, though. I mean, that big fourth down to uh, Tonkery, uh, you know, Bridgeport boy coming in and getting that nice tackle. So, I mean, in the moments that the defense had to step up, especially in the beginning of the game where the offense looked rusty, um, the defense stepped up huge. And it, it was a great performance. I, I enjoyed watching it. I Did told- you hear the roar of the crowd on that fourth down? I oh, yeah. love it. That's what makes Mountaineer feel so special. There were a lot of big moments. The crowd was there. The crowd was rocking. For the first two games, everybody has been there. The student section. But on fourth down, and I, I wasn't actually in stadium, listening to it, from the TV, the roar when we stopped them on fourth down was just awesome. That's what you live for. Giovanni Stewart needs to get credit for that play, too, because he was in there on that play. Giovanni yeah. Stewart and, of course, Tonkery, we love that dude, 304 till we die. I'm going to tell you something. You're talking about uh, Jeremy picked them. Jeremy picked us to win by 21 and to shut them out. I said we'd win 37 to 10 because I figured we'd get up big and then we'd put the backups in. It was 35 to 6. I'm just saying I was pretty close. Yeah. And I think uh, we, we could let that go. Had to I, get that Chris in. Hall, Chris Hall, Chris Hall from W Nation picked 38 13 I think. So he and I had a little discussion about who was closer and I had to do some math for him help him understand I won. 
But anyway, <laughs> I want to say about the defense because this is from Jed Drenning, and if you know anything about Jed Drenning, if you if you don't if you're not following Jed Drenning on Twitter, like I know he's not doing his magazine anymore, but if you're not following him on Twitter, then you're not a real Mountaineer fan. I don't. That guy has the best stats. Always has the best stats, and here's one of them. The West Virginia defense ranks number three nationally with an average of 10.3 tackles for a loss per game. Number three nationally. And you remember, this is the same defense that gave up, what, nearly 300 yards, or was it 300 yards against Kansas last year? Yeah. And now we're averaging over 10 tackles for a loss per game, and we're just getting started because the guy's still plugging and playing, trying to figure out who the best 11 are. And that's Tony Gibson's motto. He's going to play the best 11. And like the announcer said on ESPN multiple times, Giovanni Stewart is one of those best 11. It doesn't matter if he's five foot nine, uh, generously, five foot nine, 195 pounds. That dude is solid. That, dog, that dude is fierce. He's a straight up dog. He's not backing down from anyone or anything. And he's fast. And that's what I like the most about this defense, personally. We are really fast. You can't spread anything out. You can't run anything out because we're going to run it down. And we're smart because we're going to track it down. So, you know, and the offense, it feels like it's kind of redundant to talk about them because they're so good. But we already knew that, right? Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. Go ahead. Or go ahead, Jeremy. No, I was just going to say, I love that. Our defensive line controlled the offensive line the entire game. They soaked a block so our linebackers can make plays. And like you said, Brandon, I'm with you. I didn't appreciate how fast our defense was till last game. Yep. Tonk, uh, David Long. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Stewart. These dudes are all over the place. Look, I'm not saying we lucked into it, but having those injuries to have Stewart come up and play uh, linebacker, that has opened. I, I just feel like we got so much faster. You can't, like, if you have a slot receiver or a running back, he can pick up and guard them too because he was originally in safety. I just think it's such an amazing move now looking that Stewart's a linebacker and it makes us so much more dangerous. And hopefully it'll help us out when we play Texas Tech that always spreads it out and has a lot of receivers to have another guy who's a, a safety slash linebacker who will come up and hit you as well as guard. Yeah, I think uh, also you saw that play, that screen pa- the screen pass, um, a lot of times would burn that three three five, And uh, you saw, like you said, the speed there and tracking down a lot of those screen plays, which yeah. a lot of times the defense can get behind. Yeah, uh, that that play and they, and it can go for big yardage, but they they did a good job of staying position. That's one thing you see on this defense too is they're playing their positions correctly and they're finding the right pieces and they're not getting out of position and they're not overplaying, uh, you know, certain certain play calls by the opposition. So I think that's what has been impressive as well is the fact that everybody's staying home, everybody's going at who if you have the ball. You have about, you know, four or five, six guys coming in to tackle you, which, you know, that's the mentality if you're a defensive coordinator. And I also think you have to credit the strength and uh, conditioning coach and Mike Joseph. Yes, there too, yes. Yeah. Is the fact that, that that's, that's huge. I mean, to have a, a guy there that long in the program and, and have those guys that have been in the program for a while and, and even these uh, these transfers coming over. Uh, you know, there's raw talent there, but that strength and conditioning is huge for any football program. Now, Mike Joseph, man, you see that dude, he's scary just to look at. So, he got <laughs> hey, boys shout, out Jeff, shout out Jeff Pooler for getting that sack, man. Yeah, first sack of the season. Sack. Yeah, yeah it, I, it was huge. I want to say, like, so we're talking about Texas Tech coming up, and their offense is really sick right now. I mean, it is. We know Kingsbury can coach offense. We know Texas Tech usually can fly high. Um, it's, it's tough to play in Lubbock in general. But do you guys have any idea what Gibby does to freshman quarterbacks? Blitz. Blitz. And I'm going to hit you yeah. with another Jed Drenning stat. And this one he did with, in conjunction with Mike Montaro. He said he's been, he was on the phone coming through stuff with uh, Red Dub VU12, which is Mike Montaro. Uh, and he says, unofficially, since Tony Gibson became the de- defensive coordinator in 2014, WVU has faced eight freshman quarterbacks, five true, three redshirt. 
They have a 6-2 record against those quarterbacks. And WVU has held those offenses to 26.6% on third down. 26.6 conversion on third down. If you're a freshman quarterback, you do not want to see Gibby's dogs. And this is one of his better defenses. And people keep saying we haven't played anybody. And to some extent, they're right. Tennessee is an apt on offense. Youngstown State is an FCS school. Uh, Kansas State was 113th nationally in offense coming into Morgantown. But it's like Roy Jones Jr. always said, had the nerve to claim that we he ain't, he ain't fought nobody. He just made him look like nobodies. My big thing is if you're going to play nobodies, make them look like nobodies. And that's what we did. We had a negative turnover ratio. We had four, four turnovers. We only got one. That means we were minus three on the day, and we still won 35 to six. Minus three on the day and still won 35 to six. One going away. Our defense was stout. They got put in bad positions, a couple of miscommunications in the secondary, and they still held tight with no touchdowns. They never crossed the end zone. And even though it wasn't a shutout, it might as well be in today's climate as far as football is concerned. Two field goals in a minus three game might as well be a shutout. So shout And what you said, Brandon, about how they're always in the right position, they also take good angles. There were very few missed tackles yesterday or Saturday. And the thing about that, that's coaching. That's coaching. Talent is speed and strength and size, whatever. But the coaching gets you in the right position. The coaching makes you take the right angle. And you can see that Gibby and his staff have done an, they've done an excellent job making sure this team is well-prepared going into each and every game. And they're still being disrespected, which is my favorite thing to happen to a Mountaineer yeah. team. You, I love the fact how much uh, that they're having so much fun out there. Yeah. Watch the defensive guys. Look at that fourth down. These guys are playing for each other. They're happy when the other person gets a sack. I love the energy and just having fun. Or, or the receivers. Anytime anybody scores a touchdown, they all they all come together and do this little dance. I don't know what it is. I don't know. We got to come up with a name for it. But they're just having they call it, so they, much fun. You're talking about the receivers? Yeah. They yeah. call it, they call it, the one dance they were doing in the end zone with a little foot with uh I keep calling it a little foo-foo. TJ Simmons. It was. They call it the Bushy. Tevin Bush. <laughs> they call it the Bushy. I love. Oh, and shout out to Tevin Bush. Shout out to Tevin. Tevin. That touchdown, baby. That long, deep pass. Like, little Tevin. Like, granted, every everything's everything's great and gravy, and everybody's playing for each other and happy when you're winning like this. We'll see what happens when adversity strikes. I'm just saying. When I look at this team, I feel like there's a different chemistry. There's a different. Uh, feeling within this group than than we've had in past years. Well, we're not just saying it. Kassaz is saying it. Drenning's saying it. I've noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, B? Bren? I was going to refer back also to the chemistry we talked about before this. Tony Gibson a lot of times and talking about this team was the chemistry. Everybody is um, – nobody was really on anybody. Everybody was trying to build each other up. And even the players talked about that after the Tennessee game, you know, making a tackle and, and – Giving that guy kudos and feeding off his energy, I think, goes a long way too. You know, we talk about coaching and, and all of the other stuff and strength and conditioning, but that chemistry, the guys, you know, they they actually legitimately like each other on and off the field. They hang out, and I think that that's a huge, huge thing. I I interview so many players and such, and, and and coaches and things, and that's one of the things that coaches and players talk about is having that type of team chemistry because, you know, that's a that's a really overlooked uh, dynamic with any. T- type of team if, if you got guys that really legitimately like each other want to be around each other and build each other up in those tough times we talk about that you'll see down throughout the season because it's going to get tougher especially that back stretch in november um that's really where this is going to come to play 
Yeah, you're 100% right. And, and I think it's also maturity because you get a guy who lost almost his entire career because of injury in Kenny Bigelow, he appreciates the moment. Jabril Robinson yeah. can't get on the field at Clemson, he appreciates the moment. TJ Simmons, you know, those guys, you look at Will Greer, he lost the last three games of a very important junior campaign that could have resulted in an NFL uh, drafting process. They see what it is. And they appreciate each game for what it is. And I think it's a kind of mentality we haven't had in Morgantown. Plus, guys like Jabril, they know how to win. They come from a winning culture. You can't teach that. You just have to live it. And he brings that with him. Um, so I, I do. I think this team is different. And like I said, it's the perfect mix right now. We're in the top 15, so we're getting some respect. Will Greer gets all kinds of respect. Throw it up you. The receivers that Coach Carey has done such a great job with are getting all kinds of respect. I still think people forget how good of a play caller Jake Spavital is. It's not just what he calls, it's when he calls it. He's done a great job so far this year. But the defense gets no respect. So I love winning a blowout but still having plenty of mistakes because then the players can have confidence but the coaches have plenty to teach and they'll keep their attention all week. You know what I mean? Like they they don't lose their focus because you can't rest on your laurels because you're still not top four. You're still not picked to win your conference. You're still not picked to beat Texas Tech in Lubbock even though Vegas gives us the odds. It's the perfect storm right now. We'll see how it progresses. But – that's it for the Kansas State Review. Jeremy, appreciate you as always. We'll be with you on the next segment. Brandon, thank you for showing up. We appreciate you for coming on. Sorry it took so long, but we're glad you obliged when we were able to get you on, man. Yeah, man, you guys are wonderful, man. And uh, you guys are always welcome on my show here as well. And uh, you guys do a great job. Love the show. I try to catch everyone that you guys put out there. And you guys keep killing it, man. Thanks, bro. Right, this is a good dude. Yeah, and be low, man. Take us out with that raspy voice, man. Rasp me, boys, kids! Rasp me, boys! Astorg Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorg Auto of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgauto.com. For the final segment on the Hale West Virginia podcast is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt, joined by Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix. Last year we did Why We Hate, this year we do Why You Should Just quit and this week it's the texas tech edition we're headed to lubbock the mountaineers are bringing the musket gibby's dogs gonna eat spaz boy's gonna be ready dana's got all his guys in line so the red raiders should just quit the red raiders should just quit because you guys throw tortillas at people stop it show some decorum the red raiders should just quit because you can't get over baker he left you move on you're not getting him back The Red Raiders should just quit because they have Patrick Mahomes. They had Patrick Mahomes, the hottest quarterback in the NFL, and he couldn't win nothing, nothing in Texas Tech. The Mountaineers put it on him. Jeremy, you put that up on Instagram. Let him know what it's about to be. So knowing that you had somebody like that and you still couldn't win, y'all should just quit. Plus, Yosemite Sam is your mascot. Amen. We got a real gun. You got styrofoam ones, okay? (laughs) Put them back in the holster. You should just quit. Amen. You should quit. Look, they say that the the, uh, the guns up sign is, is for whenever you win. Guess what won't be happening Saturday? The guns up. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's not going down. You should just quit. Brandon just quit. mentioned it. Your mascot looks like Yosemite Sam mixed with Colonel Sanders. Like, <laughs> are you serious? You should just quit. Just quit. You're 
Your human mascot. You copy up everything. Your human mascot is nothing but Zorro on a horse. Chill, son. Pew, pew, pew. You should just quit. Just quit. Like, literally, when I see your uniforms, I feel like I feel like you you should be in Conference USA. Your <laughs> uniforms are in, big, in the Big 12. Like, Conference USA, you – Conference USA or the Arena Football League. They're terrible. <laughs> Come yeah. on now. You've been there five years with Cliff Kingsbury. You know what his best season is? Eight wins. What is he doing? What are you guys doing? You guys are always good for maybe one big win. Then after that, what do you do? Nothing. Put them guns down. Because a real must is coming Saturday afternoon. Get ready for that blast. The Mountaineers are coming for that Texas Tech Red Raiders football team. Podcast Network.